Welcome to the Oddity Shop, where the bizarre is always on sale. Welcome back to the Oddity Shop, everybody. Uh, we've got something brand new for you today, though. We do. We we have been asking for a very, very long time. Asking. Demanding. Begging. Pleading, in fact, for listener stories of weird or odd events that happened to them. And we finally have enough paranormal postcards. As we're going to maybe call. For now. We're testing it out. Let us know what you think of that. But, uh... Yeah, we got some paranormal postcards, and we want... It's already it's already hard to say, but we're going to read them to you today, damn it. Paranormal postcards. Paranormal <laughs> postcards. You got to enunciate. Par- paranormal is just kind of whatever. We, uh, <laughs> everyone knows we can't say our words. It's fine. Here's our new segment that we can't pronounce. Uh, should we... Gosh. Should we just get into it? Um, do you have anything? I don't know if I have anything except for this is exciting. This is my, I don't know if I've expressed this on the podcast or just to you, but this is my personal favorite part about listening to other people's podcasts is when they have people that write in about their personal experiences. I just love that. I don't know why I think maybe because it feels more relatable, even though a lot of what I listen to is like true stories. But it's like research true stories, kind of like what we do on certain things. So I like the fact that these are our listeners' personal stories. Absolutely. And this is our first and for right now, our last of the paranormal postcards because we're going to need some more. <laughs> so you give us more. So if you, after listening to this, you feel intrigued or inspired to go submit your own story, you can either go to the website, www oddityshoppodcast.com and there's a uh, write to us tab at the top uh, you can also just drop us an email at oddityshoppodcast at gmail.com to submit your own story you can DM us on our socials yeah I mean you could send a carrier pigeon too that would be really cool that would definitely get you on I would adore that if I could keep it <laughs> you can't it has a job to do you can't keep it whatever uh but if you do write into us, which we hope you do, please put if you want us to say your name or if you want to be anonymous, people to be anonymous, we can change whatever if you write it the way that you want. What you know what I'm saying? Just so that we know. Perfect. Why don't you uh why don't you get into the first Are we postcard? Ready? <laughs> I'm ready. They're ready. Let's go. Okay. This is called Man in My House. I will say I didn't read I didn't read some of these ahead of time, so I don't know. So if I mess something up i'm really sorry i'll judge you but this is called man in my house which why you gave me this one (laughs) no (laughs) okay hey oddity shop crew here is the story of a haunting that happened when i was growing up okay so this happened back in the early 2010s when i was living in davie florida i was quick fire texting and not paying attention to my surroundings at 6 a.m only person up in my house for high school, and it was still dark out. Quick fire texting, was that? What is that? I think this just is like, me asking. Just like quickly? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, did I miss something? <laughs> no, I think they're just going fast. Anyway. Okay. As I'm texting and walking down the hall, I look up to see a man in all black in my way. I say, excuse me, and walk around him. I suddenly realize there's no, there's no one awake, 
and that figure wasn't a family member. I turned around, and he's gone. Oh, my God. Terrifying. Right? Two weeks later, I throw a party, and in the middle of it, I see, I see the figure all over my house, mixed in with my friend group circles, and it was just staring at me. No eyes, just a dark hood. He's freaking me out, but I say nothing. How? How do you say That's nothing? That's me. How? Okay, all right. I'm going to keep going, and then we'll discuss, right? I should stop interrupting. Yes. Interrupting yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, interrupting the story. <laughs> My mom has the mental capacity of a teenager, and so she was at the party keeping cops away. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a high school party. Mom's hanging out. She invited <laughs> she invited some of my friends' friends' moms to the party. They're all in their 40s and walk in together. A bunch of loud Puerto Rican moms. This sounds bomb. It does sound like a good time, As they're, except for the random guy. Yeah, right? As they're greeting each, each other in the foyer, I see him again staring at me. And then he looks up. I follow his eyes, and he's staring at the chandelier in the foyer. It immediately catches fire, and the loud woman at the door and my mom starts screaming. Within 30 seconds, the fire was out, of, the fire was out and my house was evacuated. When the fire department came, along with my friend's older brother who worked at the department, they told us that there wasn't a single broken fuse and that they have no idea why the fire started. There's still flame marks by my front door to this day. Shelly. What? Shelly, that is truly terrifying. Okay, so hold on. Let me recap. So we're, we're in high school. We're having a party. I mean, after you saw this. So we're having a party. We've got some friends over. Mom's a cool mom. Not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom and has some of her other friends over, 40s, thriving, fabulous. And then you keep seeing this. I guess the part that's really freaking me out is that you you see this figure throughout your friends' groups. Like it's almost taunting you, like bopping around right. the party. Like that's really freaking frightening. It is definitely that one. That one's pretty freaking terrifying. I think that's probably the scariest of what we've got on deck, but. We got to start it off with a good one. But the fire, and then there's still marks today. Wait, so we never saw this person again. I mean, thankfully, but what I did mean, it As want? far as we know, they never saw him again. I need a follow-up to this, Shelly, because I need to understand. All right, Shelly, give us a part two. Yeah, no, but I want to know, like, does she think that it's something or somebody that she knows or, like, a reason why? Or do we have absolutely no... Did anyone else this see This is it all we got, dude. Anything? You're going to have to let those questions go, because during the postcards, we get... We get a few sentences. What do you think it was or is? I couldn't even begin to contemplate with that little bit. All I know is that it is terrifying. Well, it seems like poltergeisty just because it, it, like I said, it's kind of like bopping around, like almost like trying to like. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Something other than bopping. <laughs> <laughs> taunting. Taunting. I was like like the is. word taunting. Like, you know, it's taunting her. Yeah. And then now let's try to get more attention with starting. That's Ugh. ew. Are you ready for another one? Ew. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got we got four more. So here we go. Okay. So the second one we've got is called The Birds. It starts off. Hey, Zach and Kara. I don't know if this is the type of story you're looking for. I'm going to pause right there. We anything. are looking for anything. Any stories of paranormal weirdness, odd, like anything, we will read it. Okay, we just want to hear from you. All right, back into it. If this is something you're looking for, then here it is. Good thing we just said it was. <laughs> when my dad died, 
I had gone to see a psychic, mm. and I think they were really good. In fact, she was the one who told me to go to the doctor for something going on. So I did, and I found out I had uterine cancer, of which I'm now recovered. Thank God. Thankfully. Anyway, she told me my dad came to me as a bluebird. Oh. As soon as I came home, I bought a bluebird house and food and set it up. Nothing could get a bluebird in my yard. At this point, I wasn't sure I believed this part of the story. Jumping ahead five years, we had to make the decision to put my mom in hospice or not, and I was crying. We had decided to do it, and I was having a really hard time with the decision. I had to go see two of my patients that day, and while driving home, I was talking to my husband. Through tears, I said, I wish I knew I was doing the right thing. Right about when I said that, I had pulled into my house, and that was the first time I saw it. There was a big bluebird in my hedge at the end of my driveway. I decided that was the message I needed to put her in hospice. Mm. It stayed in my yard every day until my mom passed. Oh! After my mom passed, the bluebird would fly around my yard with its new friend. A bright <gasps> red cardinal. Shut up! Now I still see them. They do their own thing. But my bluebirds come every year, and I take it as a sign that my parents are still watching over me. Maggie. Maggie, I would have that tattooed somewhere on my body. Ooh. Like the little birds. A little Wouldn't that be really bird and cute? cardinal tattoo? That would be really cute. That's amazing. That one, it kind of made my hair stand up. It's, it's such a sweet story. It is. First off, I'm so sorry for all of that. But what a great way to um, keep them in your memory. Right, and still have that connection. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a darn good psychic too, Maggie. Get us her number. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Okay. Are you ready for another one? I think so. Um, this one is called Weird Happening While Listening to the Contact Be Beyond the Grave, which was your wacky story. Yeah, that was um, episode 25. So if you want to listen to this so you have some sort of reference... Hey, Zach and Kara, I have been really enjoying your podcast. This isn't anything super weird or related to the contact from Beyond the Grave episode, but I was listening to, to it while driving down 696, a very busy road near Deer Detroit, Michigan. I almost said Dearborn for That's some reason. <laughs> a very busy road near Detroit, Michigan. I mean, it's not far from Dearborn. Well, no, it's and, and Zach had just told the story about the guy who crashed on the train. Right after that, I had a weird feeling that I was going to get into an accident or one was going to happen. Then probably within five minutes, one happened right in front of me. A truck hit a car, which sent it skidding across the road and it hit the right side barrier and then drifted all the way back across 696 and smashed into the left side barrier. Not sure if I was just thinking it, or was hyper aware after hearing the story, but it was definitely weird. I kind of felt like a pre premonition or danger sense. Anyways, keep up the good work, Terry. And also, shout out to Terry because I've known him since elementary school. Aww. <laughs> What's up, Terry? Don't make a brake squealing sound when we're talking about... <laughs> no, it was like a... Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> Dude, that, that's really funny, though, because in that episode, later on when we're talking about Dean Koontz, he he thinks his life was saved after receiving a message to be careful. Well, first off, I th this one's just one of those weird things because it 100% was a premonition and a danger sense, whatever way you want to look at it. 
But also, I <laughs> well, I don't are we are we like putting premonitions to people out in the universe? Are we protecting people that listen to We're us? We're just sending good vibes only. And yes, I do hate myself for saying that. <laughs> no, I'm saying that we are amazing. And maybe if he wasn't listening to our episode, he wouldn't have uh, had that little premonition. And who knows? We saved your life, Terry. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) But also, like, let's be honest, 696 is probably like one of the worst, most dangerous roads of all time. Frightening. I literally. Honestly, I avoid. I do too. But I always have to drive on it when I go back to the east side. And I hate every second of it. With that being said, though, are you ready for another one? Give it to me. All right. This one is, well, I'll say who it's by at the end, but we've we've been appreciating her lately. She also sent us the last story that we needed to get this bonus episode going. So thank you. So thank you. Uh, But this one is called The Vander Lights. Starts off with, I'll submit the story of our experience of the Vander Lights, but I'd love to someday write down about when I lived in a haunted house and then in parentheses another day. Yes, yes, we want to hear that story. Please. Disclaimer, I'm not a very good writer, but definitely a campfire storyteller, so I'll try my best to convey what happened that night. That's all we're asking for, baby. You did your best, and it's amazing already. All right. I've lived in slash near Vander, North Carolina most of my life. There is a chilling ghost story about a train conductor that was killed on the tracks. You can find some stories if you Google the Vander Lights. But I asked all my old-timer friends and family from around here and got a few variations of a similar story. In the sand hills of North Carolina, we can get fog as thick as jelly, which is such like a southern way to say that, and I love it. I, that's what I was just thinking. This, but also it sounds gross. Right. <laughs> this story is on such a night. A railroad track attendant was watching for a night train and somehow got his head sliced off by the expected yet late train. Some stories have him slipping on the tracks, others say he fell asleep drunk, but all stories agree on the fact that he was smoking and carrying a lantern, which gave off two sources of light. So, as a teenager, we would go hunting for the light. We would go on a dark and foggy night to our particular set of tracks and follow them looking out for the two lights. One small for the cigarette, one big for the lantern. As a teen, I never saw anything, but it was thrilling to be in a spooky place looking for spooky stuff. Such a teenage thing. Oh, yeah. I We have a similar, like, the the Paulding lights, right, in Michigan? Oh, yeah, where are those? Um, In Michigan. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yeah, just, one. you know, definitely like high school hijinks. <laughs> but in, in Michigan. <laughs> it keeps going. Fast forward a decade, I've gone off to college, gotten married to my hunk of a hubby, and moved back to live Woo! near my family. We love to entertain and host, and when asked if we could host some teenagers from a traveling choir, we of course said we would. They were the same age as my kid's sister, so it would be easy to entertain some kids. One of them asked if there were some local spooky stories we could tell them, and of course I told them about the Vander Lights. They were thrilled and immediately asked if we could go. Luckily, it was foggy and spooky that night, so we indulged them. We stuffed all three boys and my sister into the car and drove a mile or two out into the farmlands. We found an intersection with the tracks that looked like, or found an intersection in the tracks in an area that looked like we wouldn't be bothering anyone. We walked up and down the tracks for a bit and didn't see anything. 
so they could have a souvenir of the, in quotes, ghost hunt. I took a picture mm. of them on the tracks with my phone. I didn't think anything about the photo until the next morning when I was getting ready oh, to God. send them on their way. When I saw the photo, I literally gasped. There are legit lights from the story behind my sister's ear. We went back in the day to the exact spot to check to see if there was a house or a reflective sign or anything that could have made the light, and there was nothing, in all capitals, nothing. Yeah, I would say that's all caps. <laughs> I'm still spooked to this day. I sent the photo on the Instagram message, but can send it again if you'd like. I don't know if that photo came through. We'll have to check again. You know, I was just going to say, I don't know if I got it, but I'm going to look right now just to verify. And then it ends with, love you guys, once again in all caps, Mariel K. P.S. Kara, you are pretty. Thank you. That's a true That's listener. That's a true listener. <laughs> also, bef- so she doesn't yell at me, there's a little asterisk down here that says, also, p- please put a disclaimer about never going on tracks that are currently being used by trains. It's super dangerous. And if you go on tracks, make sure they're out of commission. Okay, no, she did. She does have the picture in here. And it actually is really weird because I don't know what would be making that because everything is pitch, 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 pitch black. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The, and it's like super, super pronounced. Like all you can actually see is a little bit of the tracks that the kids are standing on. And then the kids just because of like, obviously the flash, but flash, but it is pitch black behind all of the kids except for her sister. And it is two small little lights. That's wild. And take a peek, too. We're going to see if we can get permission from Mariel to see if we can post that picture. So if you see the picture, awesome. All right. So I think we're going to usually stick to about four stories. But with this being the first one, we got a short little little bonus one for you. Kara, you want to read the last one? Yes. Okay. Hi, I found your podcast and I love it. Also, my son says hi as he does, too. Anyway, I used to mow grass in graveyards in Toledo, Ohio. I have something that's happened to me in two out of the five times that I mowed this particular one. Which I feel like two out of five. That's a pretty high percentage right there. Right. One time I saw some kids or people out of the corner of my eyes, which was a graveyard on Parkside and Door. It was a time when the graveyard was empty and I never saw them again. It was pretty unsettling. The one I was really shook up about was at Wood Woodlawn. I almost said Woodland. <laughs> Woodlawn. I was on my mower with my headphones in and I was jamming to music. I wonder what it was. Ooh, I want to know. <laughs> then out of nowhere, I heard someone yell, stop. This obviously made me stop. And a few seconds after, as I stopped, a tree branch fell in front of me. What? Ugh. I would have been caught right under it if I did not stop. Moments later, I see the same people from the graveyard as well. Then they were gone again. Dan S. That's... So these are two separate places. That's what it reads to me. I I think they're in like a similar area, though. Okay. Because... But then he saw the same people... After that branch fell, which was a separate occasion, and from what it sounds like, it's a little bit of a different place. That's interesting. So I wonder if these people or ki- kids, whoever these ghostly, uh, like, are they looking out? Yeah, they're like ghostly little hooligans who are looking out for him. So I wonder if they follow him all the time, or if they're Ooh. just like they notice that he takes care of the property. So they're like, okay, cool, like we'll we'll look out for you, or if they're kind of always around. I wonder. All right, Dan, you'll have to give us a little more. Have you seen him again since? 
And is it only in these places or is it like, yeah, like other. And what were you listening to when you were mowing? Yeah, I, do. I definitely need to know that. And also tell your son we said, hey. Absolutely. And thanks for writing in. Yes. Hopefully you enjoyed the first episode of Paranormal Postcards. Paranormal Postcards. You know, it looked really good written down. Now that we have to say it multiple times out loud, it might be changing. But let us know what you guys think. Or oddball overviews. Whichever you like, let us know. Either way, this is Zach. I'm Kara. And we love you. We appreciate you. And we want to hear more of your stories. Send them in. But most, 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 most important, creep it real, your eyeballs. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye.